Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible Breakdown. I'm Kat. And I am T. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to get into the Word today. Um, we had a pretty good episode last week. We talked about the consequences for rebelling against God and not to forget about God and why, and well, not really why, but God just chooses the Israelites as his chosen people because they're just so super duper. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much covers it. What's that? I said that pretty much covers it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and get into it. Um, we're reading the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Uh, we're starting with Deuteronomy 10 today, the second pair of tablets. Yes. At that time, the Lord said to me, Carve out two tablets of stone like the former ones and come up to me on the mountain and make an ark of wood. I will write on the tablets the words that were on the former tablets which you smashed, and you shall put them in the ark. So I made an ark of acacia wood, cut two tablets of stone like the former ones, and went up the mountain with the two tablets in my hand. Then he wrote on the tablets that the same words as before. Oh, excuse me. Then he wrote on the tablets the same words as before, the Ten Commandments that the Lord had spoken to you on the mountain, out of the fire, on the day of the assembly. And the Lord gave them to me. So I turned and came down from the mountain and put the tablets in the ark that I had made. And there they are. As the Lord commanded me, the Israelites journeyed from Birath Bene Shachan to Mosrath. There Aaron died, and there he was buried. His son Eleazar succeeded him as priest. From there they journeyed to Gudgoda, and from Gudgoda to Jatbanath, a land flowing with streams. At that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister to him, and to bless his name to this day. Therefore, Levi has no allotment or inheritance with his kindred. The Lord is his inheritance, as the Lord your God promised him. I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights, as I had done the first time, and once again the Lord listened to me. The Lord was unwilling to destroy you. The Lord said to me, Get up! Go on your journey at the head of the people so that they may go in and occupy the land that I swore to their ancestors to give to them. The essence of the law. So now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? Only to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his decrees that I am commanding you today for your own well-being. Although heaven and the heaven of heavens belong to the Lord your God, the 
earth with all that is in it, yet the Lord set his heart and love on your ancestors alone and chose you, their descendants after them, out of all the peoples, as it is today. Circumcise then the foreskin of your heart and do not be stubborn any longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who is not partial and takes no bribe, who executes justice for the orphan and widow, who loves the strangers, providing them food and clothing. You shall also love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God. Him alone you shall worship. To him you shall hold fast, and by his name you shall swear. He is your praise. He is your God who has done for you these great and awesome things that your own eyes have seen. Your ancestors went down to Egypt, 70 persons, and now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in the heaven. Thanks be to God. Yeah, so sounds like they're just, you know, letting um but an old Godsy talk about how he's, uh, you know, done all these great things for them. And how he's kind to the stranger, but like not the strangers that are living in the land that he wants to give to the Israelites. Yeah. It's all very convenient. Um, and once again, most of this was just uh, rehashing some things we've already experienced. Um, you know, yes. we, we know Aaron died and his son took over for him. Um yeah, I mean, eh, same old stuff. Bible, just Bible. Does it hit different? Does it hit different for you the second time around with it being reiterated? I mean, I quite finally. I mean, it's just more irritating. Like you know, when you hear something bad two times, like it's just the same old song. So I mean, yeah, I, no, I don't think it's. Um, this still isn't giving to me like a god wrote this because even he's saying i'm the god of gods it's like oh there's other gods um and the lord of lords i don't know why that's different is that just like a ruler um and you know just i mean just to pump himself up to like to, i'm mighty and awesome it's like okay i told you this is just the hostile takeover of all gods all religions brought that up in a debate this week you've been fighting Man. with believers no we're just having a discussion oh, good. you're keeping I'm it fighting. you've been keeping it civil yeah i mean we're just having a discussion and agreed to disagree excellent and that's how it well i agreed to disagree <laughs> i don't i don't what know they decided to do yeah um because i again i was just told that you know, I'm not interpreting this right. So I don't know how else to interpret it. Um, just by reading once again, most people aren't really reading this, so you know, keep it a buck. And also then, but maybe we need to circumcise the foreskin of our hearts. Like maybe there's just some extra flappy skin over our hearts that we need to get rid of, and then Jesus can come into our heart. It's, I don't know. I think for what I'm starting to understand with Christians is the God that they may believe in 
is this is a direct quote is out of space and time first of all like doctor who and then sure and the uh, as it's been explained to me the way that this part this deity is interpreted is um the plan is so complex for our human brains to understand that we when we criticize the lord or god it's out of just a human perspective gotcha. or human view gotcha but it could explain it to us in a way we could understand right like it knows what works on us supposedly and also too it never made any sense to me why would a god need a plan like you just make stuff the way it is we make plans because we're human beings and we don't have ultimate control of our environment so if we don't make a plan we're going to probably die or fail or something but like if you're a deity why do you need a plan it's a good question well Maybe we'll. One that I don't have an okay, maybe we'll find the answer in in Deuteronomy eleven. Rewards for obedience. So maybe let's get some God treats. Yeah. Okay. Rewards for obedience. You shall love the Lord your God, therefore, and keep His charge, His decrees, His ordinances, and His commandments always. Remember today that it is not your children who have not known or seen the discipline of the Lord your God, but it is you who must acknowledge his greatness, his mighty hand and his outstretched arm, his signs and his deeds that he did in Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to all his land. What he did to the Egyptian army, um, to their horses and chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea, flow over them as they pursued you so that the Lord had destroyed them to this day. What he did to you is the in the wilderness until you came to this place and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, sons of Eliab, son of Reuben, how in the midst of all Israel the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up, along with their households, their tents, and every living being in their company. For it is your own eyes that have seen every great deed that the Lord did. Keep then this entire commandment that I am commanding you today so that you may have strength to go in and occupy the land that you are crossing over to occupy. And so that you may live long in the land that the Lord swore to the ancestors, to your ancestors to give them and to their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. For the Lord, for the land that you are about to enter to occupy is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come. Where you sow your seed and ir irrigate by foot like a vegetable garden. But the land that you are crossing over to occupy is a land of hills and valleys, watered by rain from the sky, a land that the Lord your God looks after. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. If you will only heed his every commandment that I am commanding you today loving the lord your god and serving him with all your heart with all your soul then he will give the rain for the land in its season the early rain uh, and the later rain and you will gather in your grain your wine and your oil and he will give grass in your fields for your livestock and you will eat your fill take care or you will be seduced into turning away serving other gods and worshiping them 
for then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you and he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain in the land that in the land will yield no fruit then you will perish quickly off the good land and that the Lord is giving you you shall put these words of mine in your heart and soul and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and fix them as an emblem on your forehead teach them to your children talking about them when you are at home and when you are away when you lie down when you rise write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates so that your days and the days of the children may be multiplied in the land that the lord swore to your ancestors to give them as long as the heavens are above the earth if you will diligently observe this entire commandment that I am commanding you, loving the Lord your God, walking in all his ways and holding fast to him, then the Lord will drive uh, out all these nations before you and you will be and you will dispose nations uh, larger and mightier than yourselves. Every place on which you set foot shall be yours. Your territory shall extend from the wilderness to Lebanon and from the river, the river Euphrates to the western sea. No one uh, will be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the fear and dread of you on all the land on which you set your foot as he promised you. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today. And the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. But turn from the way that I am commanding you today to follow other gods that you have not known. When the Lord your God has brought you into this land that you are entering to occupy, you shall set the blessing on Mount um, Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. As you, uh, as you know, they are beyond the Jordan, some distance to the west in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Arabah, uh, opposite Gilgah, uh, beside the Oak or of Moreh, beside the Oak of Moreh. Uh, when you cross the Jordan to go on and to occupy the land that the Lord your God has given you, when you occupy it and live in it, you must diligently observe all the statutes and ordinance that I'm setting before you today. Thanks be to God. Okay. So, quick question. Do you think, like, there's a deity that makes it rain or makes droughts? I don't know. Okay. So, because the model here, and a lot of people, like, in places like out west, um, where they're, like, having water shortages, when I say out west, I mean, like, California, Colorado, you know, the west coast mm -hmm. of the United States, like, what, some of the leaders have been like, you know, let's pray for rain. And see, and see you just giggled, but it's like, okay, but if there are deities that can make it rain, is that not, like, a solid solution? yeah i mean i guess it's not though that's the thing like we live in a water cycle like some places get more rain than others and i don't think it's because the different deities like everybody prays to different gods to make it rain over the course of history because it seems like nature interacting with us is some sort of deity but I think it's just kind of like the episode of Rick and Morty where they had the giant heads from Get Swifty and they thought those were gods and the people were trying to please them. But like Rick and Morty actually knew what was going on and knew it had nothing to do with like worshiping them. They just wanted a hit song. 
And so everyone was kind of just misinterpreting all these natural phenomenon as God communicating with them. That is also potentially true. Um, There's like a scene in the new Thor movie, um, Love and Thunder, um, where Christian Bale's character, who becomes later the God Butcher, um, he, <laughs> I don't want to like spoil he it. I already did though. I haven't seen it. I just said he becomes the God Butcher. And I didn't say, know that I mean, happened. Kind of spoiler. <laughs> it's not really spoiled, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, he he before he becomes the the part of the reason he becomes the God Butcher is because he meets the God that he was praying to, and it's it. I mean sorry this is a spoiler but i feel like you should know this since you read the comics um yeah his whole family died in christian bale's character like was praying for all of this help and he never receives it and then he finally stumbles upon a place where he's able to meet the god who he's praying to and he asks him why the fuck basically didn't you save me and you didn't save my children or my wife or anything and the guy kind of just shits on him and laughs at him and says, like, you know, that's what I do. Like, I'm a god, you're a peasant, and this is what you're here for. And I just feel like even if we were to, I don't know, meet God or meet our creator, I just feel like in some capacity we might be disappointed. Oh, I know. I would be. Like, if there was or, some person in charge of all this, I'd be deeply. I just don't think there is. I think we like or, the idea of that because it makes us feel significant. But I think it's actually kinder to think about like, hey, this is just chaos. And the only order we have is the order we create ourselves. I mean, yeah, I believe in you just choose to make meaning out of things. But Right, but when we assign meaning know. to stuff that doesn't have meaning, we lose out on stuff that really could have meaning to us. I mean, I I could see that point, but also uh, having been around people who are like are under the impression that everything that like so many people I know would be like God is good all the time, or God is always on time, or right on time, or whatever like that, and it's like they really believe that, so. Who who am I to stop? I mean, I I don't know. I I don't I don't really feel like you can convince people otherwise. Like they have to find. Oh yeah, it's a lot easier to like fool people than convince them they've been fooled. So like, it's just like with the Santa Claus stuff. Like everybody likes that narrative better, so that's going to be what they prefer. Like people like the narrative that the creator of the universe is like super into me. And all I have to do is give money to this organization and we'll stay cool. Because that is probably what's kind of being described here where it's like, yeah, if you just follow everything I'm saying and love me with your whole heart and don't ask no questions, I'll send the rain down. But if not, I mean, you know, I'm going to fuck you up and your kids and their kids for generations. Well, also the way it seems to come off to me per my conversations, um, you have to, like, everybody has to believe in order for this. Yeah, to like with Tinkerbell. And so even if you have a few people who are, like, critiquing or 
going against the grain, then it's basically like the bad apple spoiled the bunch. And so God is still going to show. Not exactly justice, um, though, is it? Where it's like, you know, if this no, one person so. is a holdout, because that's the thing. A lot of the things like I believe in, no one else has to believe in them for it to work. Like, it's not like I'd be like, guys, if we don't all really believe in gravity, we are just going to start floating up. And there's a lot of people who don't believe in gravity, but guess what? It's still going to pull you out of the sky if you jump off a cliff. Like, there's, like, real rules in this life, and these are kind of, like, just some stuff, like, some people made up a couple thousand years ago. It seems like to me. Like, so it's like, if you come to tell me, because people say that with, like, psychics, too. Like, psychics will be like, well, this isn't working because you don't believe in the process. It's like... It shouldn't take, it's not like my doctor's like, you know, you don't believe in this chemo, so it's not working. It's like, yeah, the chemo works whether you believe in it or not. And it's the same thing, too. Like, if you pray for cancer victims. Well, I would argue against that. I would argue, well, not me personally, but I would say Well, no, I'm just saying, like, for that. people who are like, oh, if you pray for someone with cancer, they got better. It's like, yeah, but if they didn't get chemo, like, there's lots of places where they just pray for people and they don't have any medical interventions. And those people just die. <laughs> So, and I mean, it's not like you can just like, you know, sometimes there is. It was part of God's plan. Sure. That spontaneous remission and stuff like that. But like for people who are having really shitty lives, I think it's really insulting to be like, oh, everything happens for a reason. It's like, no, not really. Sometimes shit's just fucked up. And if we don't want it to be, we have to work to make it not be. Like I think about how like life was for people, especially women in this society it's not like I think things are better now when people are like we need to go back to the Bible it's like nah you don't want to live like that there's a bunch of unwashed assholes walking around like you like trust me you like what you think, like what science gives you which is clean water and plumbing that's and a like, fair assessment though what's that <laughs> because one when people say we need to go back to the Bible I highly doubt they're saying we need to go back to that time period per se i think they want to make they want the morals or what they perceive to be the morals and values to still be instilled because they think those are related to what equates to good in the world right but we're reading it right now and those morals and values are you need to give a lot of your wealth to aaron and moses or elazar and moses now because if you don't, God is going to fuck you up. And God doesn't want, like, just your prayers. He wants your stuff. Like, he wants your the everything that opens the womb first, whether human or animal, and all the grain and the oil. Like, this is the stuff the Lord wants. So it's like, no, like, it's, uh, like, even the morals of that time, they're not good. Like, people are just so to build of cells, like, oh, this was better because God was actually talking to people. And da-da. let me just read this next one because we're, we're going back and forth. But, like, yeah, this, I, once again, we talked the other day, like, what has been good so far from this? Maybe it's coming. And you said, the next like, chapter, the Ten or... Commandments, but even the Ten Commandments, it endorses slavery. So, even to me, the Ten Commandments aren't that great. But you said what is, you said what has been good. You didn't say, like, was it all good? No, but I'm like, even saying like points. what's been good, like even the stuff you consider good, I don't consider good because it's like it's still got. I slavery. think not killing and not coveting other people's wives or properties. But even the, I don't, and actually, I think coveting people is fine. Like you can covet people, 
like just as long as you don't hurt them like not killing people is good but people had prohibitions against killing before that's why he had to run off wait 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 wait. that's why moses well that's why moses had to run off after he killed that guy this is before the ten commandments because he would have gotten trouble for killing him so there were already prohibitions against killing people so like it wasn't like the ten commandments was this revelation about like oh we shouldn't kill people like they already had that in place in egypt and all places all over the world because you can't live in societies where murder is okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying like the Ten Commandments, it just had a bunch of stuff in there on how you're supposed to do your slaves. So it's like, it's already like, to me, a wash. Like, nah, this isn't good. But maybe my standards are too high. Like, I just can't take morality from slaveholders. Um, I don't disagree, but I also feel like human beings are more complex. And I feel like the argument that you often make about certain things, I don't find that to be true. I feel like you can find value. No, be specific. Being specific is like, I feel like you can find value in this book, the Bible, if you choose to find it in there. And if you feel specifically where what we've read so far where is it i, t- I mean i said it that like the ten commandment stuff you you you're making i know but making, then i'm countering with like the <laughs> but it's like oh you know this it, to me it's just too much to be able to shrug your shoulders and be like yeah slavery you're gonna have slavery no like that's too that's too much like we're we were disconnected to it because it's thousands of years ago but it was still bad then like the way it's bad now it was bad then so the fact that this God person is supposed to be handing down morality and like it's supposed to be this good thing, it's like, I don't see it. Yeah, but this is the thing that I feel like you do. I don't go into any sort of content or media and feel like I need to take 100% of what that tells me. I go into things and I say, okay, I'm going to filter out the things I think that work for me and I will disregard the other things that don't. And so... I feel like that. But do but, but do Christians say that about the Bible? You should just take the good stuff and no, the bad they don't. Which is like why I don't is the word ultimately agree one hundred percent with them either. Sure, but I'm not on but their like, side. I'm on my. Me, I'm like, not on anybody's side. I'm on my side. And that's why we don't get anything done because there's no cooperation. Christians get stuff done because they're all on the same page. Like for people who are like, I don't want this book controlling my life. Everybody's just doing doing them. And that's why we're losing. <laughs> so that's just been my, and maybe you're not, and maybe you're not losing. I'm losing because this book is very anti-woman. So. Right. But I feel like it's also more complex than that. And I'm not disregarding the parts about you being a woman. I Obviously I can only imagine what you've had to go through. What I'm saying is, is that there, we, I mean, we talk about this all the time, the behemoth of like, branding and time that the church and Christianity has it's so difficult to disintegrate that because of just I'm the foothold that, that they have di- not in difficult. society I'm just so all I you think can- it's worth even difficult things are worth doing because I don't want to grow up I don't want my daughter growing up in a society where people are like yeah this book is great it's like really because according to this she's allowed to be sold as a slave like there's nothing in this that says that that's bad and to me since that's what 
I've suffered, people like me have suffered from mostly like throughout history. The fact that this, the good book is like totally fine to take female virgins as captives and rape them, you know, because this, because God said it was a-okay. Like to me, this is, it divorces it from being anywhere in the realm of good because of those things. And like you said, the branding is strong, but at a certain point, like, I do want to make people like say it with your chest, like say it with your chest, like, you know, this is the good book and it's super cool with slavery. So you have to take your approach, which is like, oh, well, there's good, there's bad. You take the good, you, even though this is mostly bad. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like we you said, like the Ten Commandments. But once again, that's just what it's most famous for. Like and even that is bad. So like to me, like the idea that we have to be like respect because so what I the, what I get the most is like I'm disrespectful to this, but I'm as respectful to this as it is to me. I can also argue that it teaches a lot of what not to do. It's not, but that's not the context because people talk about like, oh, you're taking it out of context. The context isn't you shouldn't do this stuff. People are like the way it's taught is this is how you should live. So like if you want to like put it like that like fine but ultimately like trying to like half step on this and be like oh you know you be is you know there's always good and bad and stuff no like some stuff is worse than other things like this is worse than like almost any other type of morality you could go with like there's all different types of moralities that people and philosophies people can follow and the bible's philosophy of listen to this murderer who is okay with keeping slaves I think is making like that's ultimately like mm -mm, that disqualifies you from being somebody that I need to listen to okay I mean but once again like that's just me respecting myself like that's to me what it looks like to be like oh well you know just to be like but once again you don't know what it feels like because there's nothing else that shits on you like this that people love you know, like they just love it. But I mean, like, if you're gonna have that, if that's the only point that you're gonna argue, then I don't. I mean, I don't ever have anything to say to that. Well, you, the, so, I mean, is that okay. just like a little bitty ass point? Like, that's not even. No, it's not. Like the, it's well, not. that's the only thing you're gonna say is the fact that it doesn't consider you a person. Like, what else am I supposed? Yeah, this is fucked up. Like, yeah, that's enough. Like, I wouldn't expect you to accept something that tells you that you're less than a person and you deserve to be property and then be like, you're not being respectful to this. It's like, of course not. Fuck this. Like, because it's it's if it's fuck me, then it's fuck you. Like, that's all. And that's what we're bred not to think and not to say, because it's like God's going to fuck you up if you think that. And it's like, you know what? That's pimping. Like, that's how pimps operate. Like where it's like if you want to say something or you feel like you're worth more, like that's why it's called a pimp slap. Like it's to remind you and put you back in your place. And that's what God's even talking about here. Like if you step out of line, I'll fuck you up. What a loving Lord. Like, no, like, fuck that. Again, I'm just trying to provide perspective from other people because like when i mean you don't have podcast, to like i've used to believe okay, this stuff am i gonna talk i'm sorry like or, it, but like you're providing these like i've never heard this stuff before of course i grew up in this well stuff. i'm not doing this for just you though i'm doing this for the audience so this is not directed towards you per, in, in a personal way I'm doing this for the audience 
because I believe that it's important to provide other points of view so that this is not just a biased production. And so because we haven't been able to bring people on here because they don't feel comfortable like being part of this production or this platform, when I do talk to them in my own life and ask them questions and provide some of the same arguments that you bring to me to them, and I'm just bringing it back and saying, this is how they feel about it. So this is not, I'm not choosing anybody's side per se. I'm just well, wait a minute. You're adding context. You're telling people feel like they don't want to come on here because they're too uncomfortable. Like they have the backing of the creator of the universe, but they're afraid of like talking to two podcasters. Yeah. See, and that just that's just more pro- proof that this is bullshit. It's like you should be very confident if like it's like, oh, like the supreme creator of the universe like wrote a book and I love it and he's super into me and we have a relationship and like why is me talking a threat to that? Well, I think it comes down to when people say that you need to protect your energy. And I don't agree with that statement i think it lacks accountability personally but i understand kind of where they're coming from like if you're not believing what i am choosing to believe and if i feel like i'm coming on this podcast and i'd say i wouldn't scared. be scared to be on a christian podcast i say this kind of stuff all the time like it's like so to me it's like oh you scared all right it's not giving confidence or just not choosing to want to Engage. Or and also too, aren't you supposed to be trying to save my soul? According to y'all saying I'm going to hell. You're just being like peace, it's too difficult. Well, you're not trying. I actually that's why I ended up you know, like leaving religion because I was really trying. I was like, let me read this book. Let me like have a personal relationship with the Lord. And then I'm like, oh, like this is bad. <laughs> Like, and not only that, it was forced on my ancestors as a control device to stop us from having slave revolts. So on top of everything else. That was for, that was not every nation though. That was us, I guess our ancestors, but that didn't affect people in Ethiopia. I mean, yes, it does. Like they cut women's clits off over there. Oh, but they didn't go into slavery. That was your point. Well, mm, they were no, never colonized. Like still, that that doesn't mean they're not oppressed. Like that's my whole thing. Like this stuff works as like abuse juice. Like even it doesn't even just have to be black people. This was used to oppress like European peasants too. Like to keep them in a system of like serfdom and slavery. So it's like it doesn't matter where it is. Like this does end up being a tool of oppression wherever it's applied. But let's take a quick break before we do Deuteronomy twelve, and we'll come back and maybe that'll convince me to stop being such a bitch all right we're back from the break cooler heads have prevailed and hey you know that was cool you were i was getting fired up because once again it just affects me more i'm just more likely to be upset that's understandable so in this one we are going to go to deuteronomy 12 pagan shrines to be destroyed These are the statues and ordinances that you must diligently observe in the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, have given you to occupy all the days that you live on earth. You must demolish completely all the places where the nations whom you are about to dispossess serve their gods, on the mountain heights, on the hills, and under every leafy tree. 
break down their altars, smash their pillars, burn their sacred poles with fire, and hewn down their idols of their gods, and thus blot out their name from their places. You shall not worship the Lord your God in such ways, but you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes as his habitation to put his name there. You shall go there, bring there your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes and your donations, your votive gifts, your freewill offerings, and the firstlings of your herds and flocks. And you shall eat there in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your households together, rejoicing in all the undertakings in which the Lord your God has blessed you. You shall not act as we are acting here today, all of us according to our own desires. You have not yet come into the rest and the possession that the Lord your God is giving you. When you cross over the Jordan and live in the land that the Lord your God is allotting you, and when he gives you rest from your enemies all around so that you live in safety, then you shall bring everything that I command you to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. Your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes and your donations, and all your choice votive gifts that you vow to the Lord. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, you together with your sons and your daughters, your male and female slaves, and the Levites who reside in your town since they have no allotment or inheritance with you. A prescribed place to worship. Take care that you do not offer your burnt offerings at any place you happen to see, but only at the place that the Lord will choose in one of your tribes. There you shall offer your burnt offerings, and there you shall do everything I command you. Yet, whenever you desire what? <clears throat> Yet, whenever you desire, you may slaughter and eat meat within any of your towns, according to the blessings that the Lord your God has given you. The unclean and the clean may eat of it, as they would the gazelle or deer. The blood, however, you must not eat. You shall pour it out on the ground like water. Nor may you eat within your towns the tithe of your grain, your wine, and your oil, the firstlings of your herds and your flocks, any of your votive gifts that you vow, your freewill offerings or your donations. These you shall eat in the presence of the Lord your God at the place the Lord will choose. You together with your son and your daughter, your male and female slaves, and the Levites, res Levites resident in your towns, rejoicing in the presence of the Lord your God and all your undertakings. Take care that you do not neglect the Levite as long as you live in your land. And the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he has promised you, and you say, I am going to eat some meat because you wish to eat meat. You may eat meat whenever you have the desire. If the place where the Lord your God will choose to put his name is too far from you and you slaughter as I have commanded you any of your herd or flock that the Lord has given you, then you may eat within your towns whenever you desire. Indeed, just as a gazelle or deer is eaten, so you may eat it. The unclean and the clean alike may eat it. Only be sure that you do not eat the blood, for the blood is the life and you shall not eat the life with the meat do not eat it you shall pour it out on the ground like water do not eat it so that all may go well with you and your children after you because you do what is right in the sight of the lord but the sacred donations that are due from you and your votive gifts you shall bring to the place that the lord will choose you shall present your birth offerings both the meat and the blood on the altar of the lord your god the blood of of your other sacrifices shall be poured out beside the altar of the Lord your God, but the meat you may eat. 
Be careful to obey all these words that I command you today so that it may go well with you and with your children after you forever because you will be doing what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. Warning against idolatry. When the Lord your God has cut off before you the nations whom you are about to enter to dispossess them, when you have dispossessed them and live in their land, take care that you are not snared into imitating them after they have been destroyed before you. Do not inquire concerning their God, saying, How did these nations worship their gods? I also want to do the same. You must not do the same for the Lord your God, because every abhorrent thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods. They would even burn their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. You must diligently observe everything that I command you. Do not add it or take anything from it. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. That last part is very interesting, too, because as we know, the Bible, a lot of stuff has been added and taken from it. Supposedly. I mean, that's pretty factual. Like we were talking about the Apocrypha last week. That's something that was taken out of it. Yeah, I'll have to find um this thing. But this lady that I know that I'm acquaintances with is a believer and she has a different interpretation of why it was taken out. So I'm Does like, she or just did someone just tell her? Um, no, I, she's like you. She does her own study and research and she chose not to she chose to stay a believer. So Gotcha. Well, she's probably not being as oppressed by this. Because once again, we live in a nation where we're, this is optional. Like back then, they would kill you. Yeah, but I mean, I think it provides an interesting contrast because you, your biggest argument is like, this doesn't protect women. This doesn't give me the rights that I feel like I need and I don't feel comfortable or safe with this. There's a lot of things that you've said since we've been doing this. But here is... I know of actually several other people who are women who are believers who may not feel the same. Sure. Once again, I used to be a believer. I get it. Like everyone, like what you're, what you tell yourself is this is for my protection. And also too, because people are scared of going to hell. When I told like people that I didn't want to be a believer anymore, their first thing was like, well, what about hell? Aren't you scared of going to hell? And it's like, no, if you don't believe any of this stuff, you don't have to worry about hell. Once again, we haven't even had any mention of hell yet. Like this is, and it should be a really big deal because the stakes are high. But once again, this is, people really don't want to admit how much of their theology they get from cartoons. Like what the devil looks like, what God looks like, what hell's supposed to look like. None of that is described in the Bible. A lot of the hell stuff is from the Divine Comedy, I think, from Dante. Or, not Dante. What's the dude's name? Anyway. What, Dante's Inferno? Yeah, is that it? Yeah, the Divine Comedy. So, Which like, has nothing to necessarily do with the Bible. but It okay. doesn't, but that's where we get a lot of our framework about how hell works. Because there's not a lot in the actual Bible about it. So, a lot of the stuff that we think about when we visualize hell, a lot of it, of course, is Bob... Well, it's it's coming up in the amendment, which is the Old Testament or the New Testament. And that's the thing, too. Like, that would be the part that's added on to it. Like, this isn't what, you know, originally the Lord laid out. The fact that there's a new covenant, like, that's in direct, you know, contradiction to what he just commanded just now. And they're trying to act like they never did any human sacrifices. Yeah, they did. 
He's talking about they would even burn their sons and daughters in the fires to their gods. Like a couple of chapters ago, like that was still going on. He just was like, oh, let's stop doing that. So it's still this. So, and once again, he's talking about like giving instructions to the male and female slaves. Like just this is the Lord just openly talking about slavery. And we can always be like, oh, well, it didn't mean slave. No, they're talking about like later on, we'll get into the price of how much these people are worth. And the fact that they are property that you can leave to your children. Like that's slavery. <laughs> like you can't like the whole point of like just wanting to shrug it off and come up with comfortable apologetics so you don't have to think about this stuff. To me, that's what makes it immoral. That's how we get to atrocities. Like with what, ha I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, like the Catholic Church has been addressing the atrocities they committed in Canada to the indigenous people. Like uh, I saw some about them going to Canada, and, but I don't think it was about that. Oh, it's about that. It was the Pope apologizing for the atrocities the Catholic Church perpetrated against the indigenous people in Canada by pulling them from their homes and putting them in boarding schools. And uh, you'll never believe this, raping them, often killing them. They keep finding all of these corpses um, in the grounds of these boarding schools, these former boarding schools. Cause they, you know, And it, it wasn't like something that just happened a long, long time ago. Up until I think the 60s, this was still going on. So like it's it's a it's one of those things where we don't think it's a big deal because it doesn't get a lot of media coverage. But this is like a huge deal. And the fact that what they're talking about, like where you're supposed to basically uh, ravage a society and take over their stuff, but don't learn about them. Like, don't ask any questions. I don't I don't like that either. Whenever it's like, don't even inquire, don't ask any questions. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I Can't feel like. Taint can't taint the uh can't taint the product yeah i'm like to me that's just a big warning flag so once again i haven't found this has all just been war atrocities and slavery again excuse me is that me or you that was me um oh. my throat, i just drank <laughs> some sparkling water yeah i was just looking at why you were talking is hell actually mentioned in the bible and uh interesting enough this person um put that hell is not actually mentioned in the Bible, but they also had referenced earlier in this article that they do in fact still believe in hell. Okay. Um, because Once again, that's just something the Catholic <laughs> church kind of came up with the hell doctrine and they're kind of backpedaling now. Only thing is like, um, there's a lake of fire mentioned. The word hell is used in the Bible though, but I don't think it is. Um, This is this is a complicated article. And also the we're talking about the statutes the Lord is setting into place. There's not a whole bunch of stuff about how we should treat each other, how we should build a society. It's about that loop. Like most of these statutes are about how, what, and how often you're supposed to be bringing stuff to the Levites. Mm -hmm. And like they're not necessarily getting any of the land inheritance, but they're getting a lot of, and like he said he's like well in a place to be determined it's like how do you not even know yet like you're supposed to be like what kind of like I said this isn't for one if you're a god and maybe that's me too because like to me if you're a god you should be better than a person in my opinion like that's just how I feel about it so if you're a god why are your plans like it sounds like really crappy human plans like, let's just go into this land where people already have an infrastructure, kill them, destroy any record of them being here, and then 
we take it over. It's also just really weird because if God created everyone, then why does that have to be the method? Yeah. And can apparently just make anything like you're supposed to be a God. Like why is like, once again, real estate. Is oh, such a actually I got into, <laughs> I actually had this talk this week. Um, Cause I brought that up and what I was told was God was establishing trust between he and man. And so, yeah, he doesn't need us for anything. He doesn't need to use us, but he wanted to establish that trust. It's basically what I was told. So with do with that what you will. Because once again, to me, the reason I take this so personally is because I've been in so many abuse cycles. And so in learning about it, like going to therapy, I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is an abuse cycle. And to be told yeah. that the supreme love of the universe is an abuser, to me, that's so harmful and explains why we have so much abuse in our society. And I would like less abuse. I think we all benefit from that. You know, women most directly and sooner, but ultimately men too, the fact that they're being told that this is what love looks like. Oh, this just explains why we, you know, all these relationships, unless you're completely well I've I've had people describe this because I've had discussions with believers too and they basically their instructions to me is like well what you need to do for the faith to work is to turn your brain off and just you know accept this and it's like mm, I feel like that's when I get in trouble when I turn my brain off and just go with a narrative that I like instead of paying attention to reality like that's where I always get fucked up yeah And also, too, I think about like how climate change, there's very little motivation to deal with climate change because a large part of our population thinks that Jesus is coming back any day. So we don't need to worry about it. So to me, that's one of the examples where like what you believe informs your actions or your lack of action. So it's really important to be like, wait a minute, what do you believe and why? Like, where did you get this information from? Because if you're just going off of you know, I heard this as a child and I don't want to hurt my parents' feelings. Like, that's not, to me, enough for me to believe in something. Like, to me, my belief is pretty much in concert with evidence. So a lot of times, like, if there's not a real reason to believe this, it's like, no. And especially if it's harmful. I think we've, I don't know, to me, like, we've gotten this far. It's To me, this stuff is harmful. Um, yeah. And it's funny to me too, like the Protestant evangelical church, like they really hate Catholics, but they get so much of the game from the Catholics. Like even the hell doctrine and the Trinity and all that stuff, like all of that stuff is from Catholic. Like, so if you throw out the Vatican, you kind of have to start from scratch with this. And this actually isn't a super coherent narrative. That's why no church just is like, let's start with Genesis 1 and just spend the whole year going all the way through the Bible. (laughs) That's not how the liturgical calendar works. They're like, let's pick the greatest hits. And I get it. A lot of people just use church as like sort of like a motivational speech for their week or whatever. But you could do that with any kind of trash philosophy. 
Like you could do that with area, like, and that does explain too why church is like super racist. Like I was watching a, a oh, I can't remember what the name of it was. It was a documentary on like how racist, you know, like just how the church has been a tool for racism in America um, on Amazon. And it's true. Like, it's just so weird to me. The fact that I went to a black joy festival today and I didn't stay too long. Like I just, uh, I could just never be around people for too long, but like, I kind of went off and found a little shady corner under a tree and I could still kind of hear what was going on. And they basically were just having church. And it's like, I can't even fully participate in the culture because I like it, they want to challenge my blackness because I don't want to participate in church. And it's like, I'm it, to me, it's so bizarre because I feel like because of my blackness, I can't like, I see how this has been used as a tool. And of course, like it feels good. Like it pimping doesn't work unless part of it feels good. I get that. Like people, have these experiences in church and it's very intense and I believe it's very real like spirit like what you feel in those moments is very real but you don't even need church to feel that I feel like people probably had that experience last night at the Chris Brown concert okay (laughs) I don't know let's see maybe next week we can um we learn about clean and unclean foods that's something that they just christians ignore they're they're just like oh that's that old timey stuff we don't have to deal with and laws concerning the sabbatical year and um the passover reviewed okay so this will be kind of a lot of uh some stuff we're kind of familiar with but we got to read it again because, well, the, I feel like the clean and unclean foods is going to be new. I know. I feel like there's <laughs> been some mention of that before, but this is what we do. It is. Um, thanks for taking this journey with me. I know I get all fiery and stuff. I know you want to play devil's advocate, for, but we need someone who's actually a believer like on here. And once again, like if you, if you, I feel like to me it's super weird that I would not be afraid. I talk about people with this stuff all the time. The fact that people are like, "Oh, well, I feel uncomfortable." It's like you well good. Yeah, but it's different. It's different when it's being broadcast to the world versus an intimate conversation. I mean, we don't use our real names. We don't have to use their real name. And once again, why wouldn't you want to defend your lord? Like the fact that you're like, well, I don't want to defend the Lord in public. Why not? Be bold. Be strong. That's what I was always told in church. Like you should be like bold and strong and go out and preach the gospel to every creature. It's like, but people are like, and what's so interesting is like, because one of the things I used to always feel super guilty about when I was in church is that I wasn't witnessing enough. Because a part of it is like bringing people into the fold. And I was always like too shy to do that. And then finally, when I got older and I was really trying to get in touch with my spirituality and like wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to stop being bold about or stop being timid about this. I should be really bold and like really confident in this. And I remember the first time I ever tried to minister to someone and tell them about like the salvation doctrine, I just felt so silly like trying to explain to this to someone who wasn't already a believer like if you just try to explain like well actually when I die I'm not going to really die I'm going to go to heaven because I believe that 
you know, this guy who was born, you know, through non-sexual contact with this Hebrew girl, like when he died, when he was executed by the Roman government, he rose in three days. And because of that, and because I believe that God likes me special. And so I all get to go to heaven when I die. And actually just believing that just clears you. Like you don't even have to do, you don't have to live a good life. You don't have to avoid raping children. You don't have to do anything. You just have to believe. Well, apparently, um, I don't know, I mean, I lost my train of thought on that. Um, oh, apparently the state of Indiana, you know, they, um, they believe enough to know that abortion is now going to be um, illegal here. So, or illegal there. So, you know. Well, after 20 weeks, which is super early. So, and it's an abortion ban after 20 weeks. Also, though, I feel like it's not being promoted enough. Our attorney general is like, I'm not enforcing this law. No. But it, but still having it on the books is dangerous. And if we get a different attorney general, like they, you know, could enforce it. So um, that's super sad. And once again, we haven't gotten anything in the Bible so far. About also, how- we had a whole chapter, I believe, a few chapters back about giving abortions, and now it's actually in the Bible. Yeah, that was in Numbers. Yeah. About like if a wife is unfaithful, the priest will give her a drink, and if she's been slutting around, she'll have an abortion. So. But if she keeps the baby, she's been good. And I don't know what kind of drink that is. Like, it would have been nice to have the recipe for that. I'm sure men would like to know that. But it sounds like whatever you gave her was just going to cause an abortion anyway. It's not like there's some magic. I mean, of course, I'm not a person of faith. But to me, I'm like, is there some magic potion you can give a woman? And, like, it'll expel the baby if she's been unfaithful but Mm -hmm. won't do it if she's been faithful? Um, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there is. Um, but you know, here we are. We're just on this little planet. We're trying to create meaning and purpose for ourselves. And for so many people, this just got indoctrinated before your prefrontal cortex warmed up, and now it's just in there. I mean, yeah, but I don't know if the prefrontal cortex has a because I, I mean, I, I probably stopped being a full-on believer a long time ago. Like, probably in my teens. So. That's true. I mean, I think I was I don't even probably know the like last 19. time I went to church, there wasn't a funeral. There wasn't a funeral. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that always kind of tipped my hat, too, was that. You, you know, this, I mean, once again, like, even though I was a believer, there's always like doubts and questions. So, like, when my grandfather died when I was 11, because he never went to church and he was very outspoken. I think I get that a lot of that from him. He was very outspoken about like what he thought about preachers, you know, in the community and stuff like that. You had to remember, too, like, my grandfather ran a brothel. So he's probably like kind of well acquainted with people's sexual practices and stuff. So when you see people who are like constantly cheating on their wives, telling a congregation to be sexually pure, it's like, you know, like, I don't really want to hear that from you, dude. But like when he died, I remember thinking, I'm like, well, is, is Papa in hell? 
because he didn't believe this stuff. So according to the theology, if you don't believe, you go to hell. And it's like, but I mean, he was this fantastic. He was a great guy. Doesn't matter. He didn't turn his life over to God. And so I'm telling you that from I know, I know having this question. Well, I mean, I had this exact question with, I mean, I think I told this story before. Well, yeah, when I was doing some community theater and a lot of community theater, particularly um, where I started was with gospel plays. Right. Like Like Tyler Perry. Yeah. It was kind of like that. And um, in the play, like this kid who's supposed to be for all intents and purposes, a pretty good kid. He gets killed in the play and the play is very visual. And like the people who do bad, they, when they die, they go to hell. And when they live, they go to heaven. And I had asked the director writer guy, like, you know, well, why the fuck did this guy go to hell? Because I mean, he was just like a teenager and he didn't do anything wrong other than like masturbate, I think. And like that him, him and another girl who actually, I had a crush on at the time. They both just got on me and were like, well, it doesn't matter. He didn't give his life over to God. And because when you don't give your life over to God, that means you're going to go to hell and all this shit. And I was just like, oh, okay. That that was actually probably one of the final things that kind of just was like, yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with that. It doesn't feel particularly moral. Doesn't. But I remember. It actually feels wasteful. It does. I, I and that's the thing too. It's like, why should I have more compassion than God? That feels weird. Like, feels very weird. you know, like why make these people just to fuck them up? Like, and to and to me, like the idea of hell is so torturous. It's so crazy because, like, you know, I read a lot of stuff and like people who talk about like leaving their religions and still being afraid of hell, even though they don't believe it anymore. There's still the sort of primal fear of this thing that you've been told your whole life and then i remember too just being really sad too because of you know we live in a pluralistic society so it's like oh wait so are my muslim friends going to hell this is the question i've asked since i was a teenager nobody can give me a straight answer i mean some people i mean the 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 church i went to was like no we don't do any of that man be pamby maybe maybe not they were like no hell is hot and eternity is long so I would they're hear going that. to hell because they don't believe yeah i would hear that every week hell is hot but how would they but that's my issue like if you never grew up around that within your culture how the fuck would you even know to believe in that them's the breaks that's why it's important to get the missionaries out. Like that would be the whole motivation to be like, we got to send these missionaries out, save these souls as soon as possible so that they don't burn in hell forever. But no one's ever stopping to think about the logic of that. Like, wait a minute, what? Like that just, and the fact too, that you can just have thought crimes. The fact that because I don't think this is true, then I'm going to hell forever. So yeah, just seems like too many variables. I don't, I don't like it, but um, that's why we're going to keep doing this, though. I, I hope people who are listening, like, even if you don't agree with us, like, just, you know, look into what we're talking about. Like, I don't, I don't want 10% of your income. I don't want your goats. I don't want the firstborn of whatever opens the womb. I would like 10% of your income. I mean, great. if we were just going for, like, wishes, I mean, just send me all your income. What the hell? Like, I don't. No, I don't want all your income. 
but but and that's what's crazy too because there are some high demand religions that do require all of your income like a lot of those like cults and stuff so i don't know but like i said i'll try to be more open-minded but like sometimes stuff is just not true like there's no santa claus like that's so obvious to me like why do we have to have a back and forth because you really like the concept of santa claus i think the concept of santa claus is super fucked up I mean, yeah, but also of different ways of looking at this. Like, I just have made peace with the fact that, like, I can't control it. It's out of my control. All I'm going to do is control myself. And how, you know, you can't even really control how you feel about it, but you can control how you react to how you feel about it. So. Yeah, I reacted by starting a podcast. Yeah, I just have reacted to these. I've reacted to these things by. Wait, you were the one who wanted to do a logo of us ripping the Bible in half. Yeah, but the first of all, it wasn't ripping it in half. It was showing the Bible split. Okay. And second of all, it wasn't like going to be this anger rip thing. It was literally just going to be like this. Okay. And that was it. Like it wasn't. People get real. But it was. It wasn't to symbolize like fuck this bible it was more to like symbolize the deconstruction of what we're reading oh a breakdown if you will yeah okay i mean i get that but like if it looks like tearing or ripping like people don't like bible desecration that's kind of like what led to the um they don't like flag burning either but i mean whatever well no just any kind of book burning is weird like i don't i feel like a lot of this shit is just People are just fucking weird, man. This that is what part. I've come to the conclusion to. Yeah. After watching the um, the most hated man on the internet, I'm just like, people are weird. And there's no... Oh, the, yeah. The we were, of, oh, yeah. That was weird. The amount of, like... Oh, well, I finished yeah. watching it um, yesterday. Okay. But the amount of just sick fucking people out there who wish death and harm upon people and think it's okay when people's lives are humiliated or just it's disgusting yeah and that was really sad yeah so i mean but these are the same people i feel like are probably trump supporters or probably bible believers or whatever so it's like i just think man and human beings in general are just kind of shitty which is why like i don't choose to I don't know. I've just reached a place of Zen. Like whatever happens kind of happens. And maybe you could argue that it's this disconnect of life. But I also feel like, I mean, just whatever happens, happens. Like I don't, I don't choose to try to be steered, steered one way or the other. I just, it is, it is. And I, I, I appreciate your even keeled attitude. It keeps things from getting too vitriolic. Yeah, I feel like everybody should read the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Sure, I feel like that sums up. Oh, I don't know if you know this. People do not like reading books. Clearly, but (laughs) you you didn't get this on audiobook, so I mean, okay, that would be my I guess compromise. So I feel like that. Oh, do you want to do a a quick plug for Bullet Train? Oh well, yeah, that movie's awesome. Um, if you like, you know, uh. 
a movie with some witty banter action sequences, I would say go see that. I would say go see Nope, uh, yeah. which is a sci-fi thriller. I It's um, kind of like a kaiju. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you but, do. Like uh, Godzilla and Mothra. Sure. Sci-fi thriller, um, suspense thriller, is more like what Nope is. And uh, I would definitely plug that. That's probably the best movie I've seen. That's definitely the best movie I've seen from Jordan Peele. I know a lot of people would argue differently. Don't give a shit. Um, but us. <laughs> yeah. So I would plug that. That's probably one of the best movies I've seen all year. Um, and it's definitely my personal, going to my personal favorites of all time. So I love me uh, some Kiki Palmer. More Kiki yeah. Palmer, please. Yeah, and then you know, last week I brought you all the Gray Man. So, yeah, that. yeah, we have a lot of really good entertainment. I think that's why a lot of times too we don't get into more um, intellectual conversations because people are just so busy entertaining themselves. But the entertainment's so good. Well, I think you have to put the entertainment. You have to put the messages in the the narrative that you want to spend inside of the entertainment but you, you can't do. make it you can't make it too heavy-handed because it turns people off and i it think does. that's the um, that's the chef's kiss if you will so yeah all right well we have to be we it's not enough to be right i always feel like the truth defends itself but you basically have to have something that makes people feel good so that they can accept that truth so everyone who's listening to this you're probably super cool super smart and very attractive and thank you for giving us your time and um, I don't know any of that to be true but thank you dude, for listening what did I just say like we're trying to make this an attractive package like <laughs> I can't just be like hey your parent you and your parents are wrong about everything about the universe so yeah you guys are great and um, biblebreakdown at gmail.com or mm-mm Bible Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Until next time. Boy.